right, all right, all right, all right. We're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, y'all. It's been a long time, y'all. It's been a long time. I am your host, the ghost with the most. And we are here on episode one, season one of Vape Talks with the Ghost. And all y'all that know me, you know that I always got the vape. So that's what it's kind of inspired by. Um, in this, in this, this episode, this podcast in general, we're going to touch on a lot of things that normal podcasts don't touch on. And the reason why I say that is if you think about the podcast categories, right? You got, you got podcasts talking about hip hop. You got podcasts talking about uh, what's going on in the, in the industry, what's going on in the entertainment world. You got people talking about deep shit, people talking about shit that ain't deep or whatever. Right. Um, I even saw some of the kids on my, on my gram, some, some people I knew that I grew up with just talking about the rap scene and talking about all that. What makes us different over here is we try to come with, with topics. We try to come with stuff to make you think, you know what I mean? Stuff to make you kind of feel like, okay, this is something I see myself in. This is something I grew up in, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what we wanted to bring. And, and this, and my idea, my vision for this podcast is to enlighten. It's not to judge. It's more to enlighten. It's more to get opinions. So we'll be inviting a lot of people on the show. Um, I'll be inviting people that has backgrounds and all type of shit all around the world. We're going to have so many different topics that's going to be on there. Um, you know, we're going to, we're really going to discuss a lot of stuff, man. I'm going to have a baby Annie on here. We're going to talk about shit. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of different things that uh, relationship stuff. We're going to talk about day-to-day stuff, lifestyle, you know, all this DJing clubs, um, racism, non-racism. We're going to be the elephant in the room. Okay. So, um, without further ado, man, I got one of my bros that's been rocking with me since day zero of this thing. He was on the last podcast um, that, that I was doing, and he's on this new one, on this new wave. And I just want to express my appreciation to him. Um, you know, everybody don't know too much about me is why I go by the name Ghost, but I'm from Chicago. Uh, North Pole, north side of Chicago is where I resigned for most of my time and my childhood time. Um, and, but shout outs to all over the world. I was in Indiana. I was, you know what I'm saying? And, and countless of different states. Um, I currently reside in San Antonio. So I'm a San Antonio Texan, you feed. So, um, shout out to everybody in San Antonio. Um, and now I'm over in the middle East. I've been over in the middle East for quite some time now. So now you're going to get perspectives from me from the state side. You're going to get perspectives from me over here in the middle East and, also, I'm going to be reaching out to people in the Middle East. So y'all going to get a chance to hear stuff from people that live in the Middle East. No, no bullshit. You feed. So um, without further ado, introduce yourself, my man. Hello, hello. Yeah. Introduce yourself, brother. Tell the people oh, about snap. you. Okay. All right. My bad, man. I don't look the way for a second. Oh, All right. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm uh, Izzy. A lot of, most people call me Zoe. 
from Atlanta, Georgia. Let's see, I've been over in the Middle East for seven years, man. Shoot. Mm. Seven, seven years. Seven years, long time. Goddamn. Yeah, man. Damn. Thank you. Putting in that work. Putting in that work. Yeah, so, okay, continue, continue. Yeah, I was just saying, we're going to be really interesting today. It's going to be interesting, man. I, I, I'm glad to have you back, bro. I appreciate you coming back, man. I appreciate you uh, holding it down. Um, yeah, because definitely, man, this is, this, is a, this is a subject that needs to be touched. So the, the title is, who was the most harmful to black neighborhoods in the 70s, drug dealers or the government? Was Franklin the hero or the cop in Snowfall? So a lot of y'all out there either saw the series, um, y'all either saw the series uh, Snowfall or some y'all didn't, all right? But um, what I want to touch on first, um, for the people that didn't see the series, we're going to get into who was the most harmful to black neighborhoods in the 70s, the drug dealers or the government? So I'm gonna kick off with my with my with my opinion on it, and of course we all remember nobody, none of us actually lived back then or whatever. But we do we do have stories, and we do have people that we know. So basically, we talking more so opinions and shit. But I do like to bring in facts, and everything every every opinion most of the time should have a fact to go with it. Because if not, then you just babbling. You know what I mean? Um, and you're just talking out of emotions. But we're going to talk emotions, we're going to talk opinions, we're going to talk facts, we're going to talk all that. You know what I mean? Let's talk about it. So I'm going to kick it off with who I think was the most harmful to the to black neighborhoods in the 70s, drug dealers of the government. Well, first I'm going to say this. It was a hand-to-hand -hand combat and terrorizing and taking down a black neighborhood in the 70s. And we all know that the government played its part by making drugs accessible to be able to get because, you know, like I hear this shit all the time. Yo, how the hell did the drugs get in, get in the hoods? You know what I mean? Um, they didn't just come there. The motherfuckers, they, nobody knew how to get on a boat and go get it or nobody. Okay. I hear you. I got you. I feel you. But at some point, we as a people got to start taking accountability for a lot of this shit. All right. I feel like the most harmful, because that's the question. Who was the most harmful? Not who is the one who planted the drugs. But who was more harmful to black neighborhoods in the 70s? To me, I'm going with the drug dealers, man. Drug dealers was the most harmful. Reason being, back in those days, you know what I mean? You had different, everybody was on the drug game, all right? Not just black people. Mexicans, Italians, white people. There was a bunch of motherfuckers that was getting into the drug game as far as selling it, as becoming not only a consumer, but actually supplying it, right? So I feel like the drug dealers did it the worst in the black neighborhood because they were selling that shit to their own kind. Not because they was getting, because they were selling drugs, but they were selling that shit to their mom, their sisters, or somebody else's mom, sisters, brothers, cousins, uncles, all that shit got affected because they didn't want to take the shit out the neighborhood. They felt like it was easier to sell it and there was guidelines. So like if you got drugs from the plug and the plug was from Colombia, that nigga was like, you're not selling that shit over here. You're not selling that shit to our people. You gonna, your, your block, your territory is over here. This is where it's going to be. And guess where over here was? 
in a black neighborhood. So in my opinion, they was the worst motherfuckers for, for tearing down the neighborhood because they started selling that shit right in their own neighborhood and refused to go poison anybody else. They poisoned their own fucking community. What do you think about that, bro? Well, I look at it like this. Uh, um, I know you kind of put things in the context, but, uh, you know, in most cases, man, we can't overlook the history of, of, of our people. Anytime we talk about our people, we can't overlook the history because the history is the reason as to where we are. And I do, I do uh, understand your point in terms of saying we need to start uh, owning up to a lot. Well, those I, I, I'll, I'll keep it general. So we need to start owning up to, you know, mm-hmm. our uh, mistakes for the betterment of our community because then we can start trying to do things to mm-hmm. fix a lot of the things once you start owning up to your your part of it. But we can't, we can't, we just can't overlook the history, man. Like we could try to uh, group everything in a box and say, hey, you know, we, we, we know how this happened, but the things that happened to our people kind of put us in the box because you got to understand that we during those times our men were the men wasn't working and it wasn't because they couldn't work you built the whole country and then turn around and build our own communities and out of nowhere we can't find jobs when blacks were the main ones that had those uh those skills coming out of whatever situations that we was in so all of a sudden we get to the uh to the the even during the 40s, when we was in depressions, the blacks were doing their thing. But the depression, anytime something happens in America, it happens worse to our community. And and, and it's mainly because we have always been on, um, I don't want to say below, but we haven't been treated fairly. So uh, the, the major thing is, I, I would stick to the basis of anything. If you can, if you can, uh, if you can uh, uh, establish a base of anything, then you'll always know what your problem is. Right. So our problem has always been our history. And we do have to move on. When you say history, though, what does that have to do with selling drugs to the community? The history, how, how does the well, history I, take I, you to selling drugs in your own neighborhoods? Well, well, okay, so to clear one thing up, our people, black people, wasn't the only ones selling drugs in the neighborhood. So, right. Um, but wait, whoa, 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 wait, wait. The thing is, what the, you mean the history the of? I'm sorry. Wait, wait. What you mean they weren't the only ones selling drugs in their community? Them other dudes wasn't selling we drugs in their community. Selling in our community. I'm sorry. Uh, Hisp- Hispanics weren't selling that shit in their neighborhood. The motherfuckers had to take that shit off somewhere. They they weren't selling it. Their... Italians had a strict law on that shit. Italians was like, look. You could sell it, but you cannot sell it in your neighborhood. You would get violated. Niggas getting killed for selling that shit in their own neighborhood. They weren't selling that shit in their own neighborhood. They was either being cons- they were either distributing like uh, like Pablo was. They were taking that shit and giving it to like whoever was the kingpin in another neighborhood and giving it to them to go kill they fucking people off. They weren't selling that shit in their neighborhood. They were suppliers. That's why the black the black community we always say shit like we're gonna go to the plug. Fuck going to why are you not the plug? At what point do you become the plug? Like you're going to the plug. So you're going to another motherfucker to get some shit and come back and terrorize your own neighborhood with. You're not you're not the plug. 
they became the plug to other people in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like I say, I hit a lick. I got a dude from Columbia. He giving me the best Coke that I could have. So I come back to my neighborhood, sell it in my neighborhood because I'm telling you, they had strict guidelines. If, okay, let's take, for example, some of these drug kingpins back in the day that terrorized the neighborhood. And that for y'all that don't know a lot about, um, um, you know, the cocaine shit, I was infatuated with that shit back in the day. I studied all these motherfuckers. So I'm a big, you know, I'm a big uh, Pablo Escobar fan. Um, I, I fuck, I, I loved Frank Lucas until I kind of came into, you know, as you're young, you look up to toxic shit. You know, I figured that out as I got older. When you young, you look up to the most toxic motherfuckers, right? Like these dudes are selling drugs. Frank Lucas was literally selling drugs all through the fucking neighborhood. Then look, you got motherfucking, uh, Bumpy Johnson, who was his, his, his actual, the, you know, the person he learned his shit from. That dude had a daughter that was strung the fuck out. His own daughter. Strung out on the shit. He leave her in the street. But he rolling around in the nice whips and shit. Italians telling him, listen, you control this street to that street in Harlem, in your area. But it, but let me catch you selling that shit anywhere else. It's your fucking head. Let any of your people sell that shit to any of our people. It's your fucking head. So what black motherfucker was standing up at that time? Drug dealers that were saying, look. Fuck that. I'm selling that shit over here. I'm going to go bring it to another neighborhood. Who was saying that? I uh, get, where I, Pablo I, Escobar from again? Pablo Escobar is from Colombia. Um, he started off selling in Colombia, bro. No, he started off selling and, cigarettes. He started off selling cigarettes bro, he, in Colombia. It's harmless he cigarettes. Started, he started... It was, it was drugs, bro. He started. He probably sold cigarettes too. Yeah. But when that coca plant that he discovered, that he uh, uh, started distributing, it started in his own community, bro. And it worked its way to the Americas. He it, uh uh. <clears throat> I, don't know, I, I you know I I don't have facts on everyone, but yeah. I find it hard to believe that everyone decided not to sell in the neighborhood. But I know for a fact Pablo Escobar started in. His community. So who did he sell to? Who, 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 who did he sell to in his community? Because he was in Medellin. He went to, when they formed that whole cartel, they formed a whole cartel and laid down all the rules. There was no cocaine being sold in the neighborhood. The cocaine was being exported to Miami. You got to remember, his connect to get drugs was in Miami. It wasn't from the plant. His connects to get drugs was Griselda. He was linking up with Griselda to get cocaine. And then his his they sat down as a whole and laid down the rules for the shit. Nobody's selling cocaine here. In fact, this nigga was building up fucking houses and building new shit in the neighborhoods in there. That's why some people was calling this dude a god in Colombia. Because this dude was building houses. He was building. Go look at some of the shit that he was doing for the community. He was building new soccer fields, sports shit. This motherfucker walk around Medellin. You know what I'm saying? Like. This is what I'm doing for the community. Nobody even knew this dude was selling drugs. That's how that's how he had the shit on lock because he was flooding Miami. He didn't give a fuck about nobody in Miami. Those ain't his people. So he his whole mindset was to flood Miami with cocaine. That's why America got involved. If he was just selling to his own community in Colombia, you think fucking the United States would have sent CIA out there to fuck with him? No. 
He was selling that shit yeah. to Miami. He was flooding I, I, Miami. I'm, I'm sure they would have sent uh, the CIA out there because um, uh, eventually all the families went to America, so they would have done it anyway, man. Like the, that's the case. The U.S. wouldn't send the CIA to to other places in the world that hasn't made its way to America. So I don't. I think they would have did that, but um. <clears throat> Uh, uh, in terms of like who were the the most in, uh, impactful or who destroyed the neighborhood? Yeah, I think it's a. I do believe that there's a, a even trade off in terms of a fifty fifty type deal. Uh huh. But you know, with me, my biggest thing you got to remember where everything started from because if you put some people, if you put people in a fight of uh fight or flight situation, they gonna they're going to fight to the death, man. So, and I'm not making no excuses. Yeah. But, you know, my thing was when I grew up, I, all we had was the dope boys to look up to. They were the ones we seen with everything we liked. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They was the one looking out in the neighborhood. And even though, you know, they did their things, but nobody could just come in the neighborhood and be reckless, especially our outside. So they kind of protected the neighborhood also. Yeah. So, um, um, I look at it in a in a situation as to where um, when when our women decided to go to the welfare system, it ain't like they had a choice. Right. It ain't like they they sat back and was like, you know, I got a choice to 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 have this man with this nice job. They was like, our men aren't working. Our men can't work, and we need help. So it was almost like, you know, either they're going to sit back and struggle more. Because yeah. even with welfare, they, was, they still were struggling. So it's like you're going you gonna to struggle more and try to hope this man can find a job, which is less likely because they literally wasn't hiring black men like that. Well, okay. Or so you let, go and try to find some. some so let me, ask you a, let, let me ask you a quick question. Sorry, not to cut you off. Okay. Let, let me ask you No, a no, you're good. Let me ask you a question. So back then. Who was, if you weren't selling drugs, what were you doing? Sitting in a house chilling? How was rent being paid? Yeah, they were trying to figure stuff out. So when somebody provided a way, they, so you got to remember though, like it didn't just take off like that. Like, you know, the, the guys, like what, it wasn't introduced, however they got it. Cause you know, it's the whole conspiracy about the CIA. However they got it. Yeah. It didn't just take off like that. Cause you remember, and if, if, I, I know you remember this conversation of, we had protectors back then that weren't playing it. Right. So it didn't take off. And then a lot of guys was hesitant because it was, you know, anything new to your community, you're gonna look at it and be like, man, I don't know about that shit. So let me so ask, it didn't so, just take so, off like that. So let me ask you a quick question. If you get enough people Let me ask you a quick uh, let me ask you a quick question why you on that. So okay. Right. So then like we said, we're talking about the garters, the people that actually gave a fuck about the community, right? Your Malcolm X's, your Martin Luther okay. King's. So was jobs yep. harder to get in the fucking 70s, the 60s when these dudes was doing their shit? Or was it easier to get a job in the 70s, the late 70s when drugs started hitting the communities? Who had it easier to get a job? Well, you got to remember, though. I mean, I don't know who had it easier or who had it harder, but the unemployment rate was terrible for black people during that time, man. You got to also remember uh, our community was much more together, too, especially during the civil rights movement. They, they, If someone needed, they had it from the from 
the neighbor. And so we we developed this individual uh, uh, mindset, which stopped us from being able to overcome the uh, the the hands that were dealt with us. So you know, even now, if you think about when people make it. They're not thinking about nobody but themselves. My haters, mm-hmm. uh, uh, look at what I did. You know what I'm saying? They always think about, uh, uh, I came from the bottom. It ain't we started from the bottom. It's always I, 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 me, me, me. So we, we developed that, that, that individual mentality. And that helped, that also helped uh, tear up the community because, like I said, at one point, if, if one person needed, you just mm-hmm. could go to your neighbor. Now you can't even trust. Your neighbor, but you can. So in some cases, you can't even trust family. <laughs> so what that means, if you can't trust nobody, you got to try to do it on your own. If you got to put food on the table, you got to do what you got to do, man. That's why dudes rob. Like they get, and I'm not making no excuses for it because I I've never robbed nobody a day in my life. Yeah, but I understand it. You know what I'm saying? Like going growing up and seeing this stuff, bro. Like, so I I, kinda- I understand it. I, I, I get what you're saying on that, but but there's two two points that we keep that we skipping over. One, okay. it was definitely harder to get a job in the Martin Luther King and Malcolm X days because you had more you had you just left out of Jim Crow. So at Jim Crow was the highest peak. And even then in the Jim Crow era, nobody was selling drugs and motherfuckers were still living. Motherfuckers were still finding a way to get that money. Was it at, cause you gotta understand this. These time frames, it wasn't like you couldn't get a job. It's that you weren't getting paid the exact type of amount that you should be getting that another dude was getting that was white or was of another. Well, let's, back then it was, it was just clear black and white, right? It was just clear black and white. If you was black, you weren't getting no, you weren't getting the best high and paying job. Even if you knew the job to a T, you was getting paid, you were getting underpaid. You were you weren't getting the recognition you were supposed to get, but you still had a job. Now, if it was between you and a white dude, hello, white dude was going to get the job over you. Right. So it's going to make it was these are the things that the forefathers was fighting for equality, not so much as fighting for motherfuckers just ain't got a job. No, motherfuckers always had a job. Black people always found a way to get money. They always found a way to get money. What happened with the drug shit was, as everybody knows, Black people in general, we are we love the finer things, but we we get clouded with what really is finer things, which is why I say the drug the drug guys was the most harmful because at this point they weren't getting this shit just to get just to have money. They were getting this shit to have a new beamer. They was getting this shit to have a new gold chain. They was getting this shit to go stunt in the club. That's what they was getting the money for. Get the three finger rings to, to to shine the bling. This is what the culture started, and that's when it became the every man for himself. Because now it's like I'm getting money over here, and I'm not sharing no money over there because we trying to be the top bosses over here. That's where the greed came in. The CIA and whoever else was involved in the demise, they just simply gave you the candy to eat. They gave you the rope to hang yourself. They put it in the neighborhood and said, "Here, go ahead." Go destroy the community because we know none of these other nationalities is going to let you bring that shit over there to their neighborhood. So we know we're going to be able to get a two for one. We're going to be able to have the demise of the community. We're going to be able to lock your black ass up once you get caught selling this shit. So now the families is broken homes, right? 
This is where the welfare comes into play. The welfare comes into play because now the father is not in the house, not because he was walking on the neighborhood doing his nine to five job and gets arrested. He's doing drugs. He's selling drugs to try to make more money than what he had, easier money than what he had. And now he gets locked up. So now he don't get the normal sentence. This is where the racism comes into play because now they hit him with football numbers. He get 30 fucking years. You know what I mean? And he's not even a big time dope boy. Right. He get 30 years. So now the family is broken. The home is broken. Again, this is stimulating from the fact that instead of them doing what the forefathers were doing, paving a way to get that money legit. It's the same thing we have right now. Right now, young motherfuckers is looking at two options. One, get paid the fast way, go sell drugs, go rob a motherfucker. There's no excuse to rob a motherfucker. Listen, I've done it. I can talk about it. I have, I have no open cases. <laughs> I've done it before. I've been on both ends of the fence. And guess what? The only reason I did this shit was the greed. I wanted to just... I saw kids in my school dressing the way they was dressing. They parents had money, right? They was getting all the new gear and all that shit. So I want that gear. I want to be the dude on top. So I started doing negative shit. I started doing criminal shit to, to, to even the scoreboards. It wasn't because we couldn't have, because we just couldn't get a job. I didn't want a fucking normal job. I, had, I was working at a grocery store. I didn't want that shit. I want to I wanted get the money fast and I want the money now. That's what it's about. It's about the greed. Malcolm X days, Martin Luther King days, it was way harder to get a job. Way harder. And those people still made a way. You know what I mean? The drugs, when it hit the neighborhood, it was a specific choice. Get the drugs, but guess what? You got to sell to... Everybody was in on this shit. The government was in on it. Sell it in your neighborhood. The, the fucking other people, the Italians, all these other nationalities, sell it to your people. We took it and sold it to our people. There's no cut and dry on that. History is history. And I respect history. History is what made all of us. Right. But we got to take accountability. Accountability is motherfucker. You had to go sell drugs. The dude next door to you wasn't selling drugs. He became a cop. The dude next to you wasn't doing this. He, he became a fucking firefighter. There was many other ways. Join the fucking military. They didn't want to do that shit. I know I was in a neighborhood where niggas was like, you joining the army? What the fuck? Hell no. Nah. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep getting this money. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the mentality of 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 us in the neighborhood because we get into that point where we don't give a fuck about nothing else. We just want to get that money. We want to be on top. We want to be the shy. You know what I mean? Then rap came along and niggas is rapping about it. So now it's glorifying it. All this shit adds up. But guess what? It's us. Who's singing rap music? Ain't no white dude singing rap music about <laughs> selling drugs and doing shit. It's another black motherfucker talking that shit. You know what I mean? That's the case. We got to get out of this, you know what I'm saying, the history shit and all that. Yeah, the history happened, but you have a choice. That's why me and you are sitting here together. We're sitting here today together getting money and legal. We ain't got to worry about it getting taken. We sitting here as two black men that's from the streets. We not no motherfuckers that was, you know, uh, had a, uh, what, what my man say on Nino, what Nino Brown say, we ain't have a silver spoon in our mouth. You know what I'm saying? We had to get it from the mud. And look where we at. We made the choice. We took the diff we took the difficult, we took the hard route. The easy route is get some drugs, sell it, and boom. Selling in the neighborhood. You know they're gonna keep coming back because they right in the neighborhood. Money gonna come right back to you. 
You know what I mean? But we took the, the better route. We're not going to sabotage the people. We'll sabotage ourselves. We'll risk going to war. We'll risk doing this or that to get paid. You know what I mean? That's where it boils down to, man. You know, these drug dealers, man, listen, we all looked up to them. And that's what sabotaged the neighborhood. We didn't look up to the CIA. Nobody looked up to the fucking government. <laughs> Everybody looked up to the dope boy. <laughs> No, nobody else was coming to the hood like that, though. And the only time the police, came, well, I'll say the police came out, but yeah. they they didn't come out like that to to impact the kids, though. They they came out to mess with whoever was there. So they went it like nobody was coming. You only see Oprah and got uh Bill Cosby in the hood. You ain't see none of them. You seen ball players and dope boys. Yeah. But still at the end of the day, man. I look at the situation a little bit similar, but look, because I think two things could be right. So um, I, I do agree that the option was always to not sell drugs was there. Yeah. But you can't overlook the circumstances, but there was literally a higher freeze against black people. And the, um, the reason why blacks wasn't going into other neighborhoods is because it, they couldn't go to no other neighborhoods, bro. Why? It was the whole thing was set up like so. One of the things, what I'm sorry, why couldn't they go to other neighborhoods and sell drugs there? Because they bet you can't go nowhere, like literally, bro. Like, where else were they going? Because you got to remember the Mexicans, at one point, they could have the looked at each other as you, you, you got to remember at one point, the Europeans looked at each other as Europeans at one point. What about the they Mexicans? They did separate themselves until they start. Until the money started coming in this thing, that's when they started separating themselves. Because when they thought that uh, the Africans, did, because back then they called us Africans, what they thought the Africans were going to uh, become the majority in the United States, yeah. that's when they started reaching out to everybody. They started reaching out to anybody that wasn't black, uh, uh, anybody that was of European descent. They gave them all forty acres and a mule. They gave them everything that we was promised, and then. Burned down what we had, even though even though after that we still was able to do our thing. So you can't say that uh, you got to acknowledge that when you take everything from somebody and give them nothing in return, yeah. they build their own thing. Then you take that from them and then put them in a, a, a condensed area mm -hmm. and say we're not hiring your men. The women were still going and doing they made things and the, you know all that stuff was still going on. Uh, they were still going to be nurses and things like that, but they wasn't given the opportunities and given uh, 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 the best uh, situations Could they to have be able to think they have, because you got to be able to think you have another way at one point. Could they have joined now, the military? Put, Could they have joined the military? Could they have joined the military? Yeah, but, yeah, but you got to remember, bro, like when you think military, because I thought this too. And well, before I joined, the first thing I thought, like, man, I'm about to get shot in the head. Because we don't know enough about the military that so what even know that, what, what happens when you sell drugs, drugs, though? What happens when you sell drugs in the gangbang? Do you not get shot in the head? Yeah, but that's what they used to do. <laughs> so, like, we all saw motherfuckers get killed. We all right. saw but you, And I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing at all, but you got to, you got to remember, bro. Like you only know what you know. You used to see what's happening you, over here. You don't know selling drugs. That's all new. You have to be brought up under an umbrella for that shit. That shit's an organization. Right. Right. Somebody right. got. Somebody got to like, take you, you under the wing. You see these things. 
That, right, you see these things. That's what I'm saying when I say you already know what you know. You you see this. You literally see the dope boys all the time, bro. But when you see the military, it's saving private Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know what I'm saying? it's all these crazy movies. It don't tell you that you can secure your future pay from college. You know what I'm saying? Get yeah. your whatever certifications you need for your job. Get, bro. I got. I, I um, the military helped me with my field of height, bro. I still scared of it a little bit, but it helped me tremendously with my field of height, bro. Yeah. Like so, but we we're not taught that when we're you know growing up because the anything police and military related, we look at it as a negative thing. Yeah. So it ain't until you get into because, like I'm saying, I was in a situation where I was like, look, man. I'm not about to be washing cars the rest of my life. Yeah. So I joined the military, and now since I've been in, I tell especially black kids, man, I tell them, it, and it's goes to anybody, not just black kids. Yeah. If you're undecided about your life, yeah. man, join the military, bro. If you don't know what you, you want to do once you get out the military, yeah. because I've always been in IT. I just needed a career boost. Right. Even that, if you just need something to boost your career, man, join the military. But when I, they wasn't being told that back then. And then you gotta also remember that our protectors back then, like the Black Panthers, they was getting taken out. They were put bringing the military to the neighborhoods. Right. So, you know the, the the community is not having the best depiction unless they has family members in the military telling them, "No, this not what you think it is." So let so let so me ask you. So let me ask you another quick question. Thing, let me ask you another uh -huh. question. Then. Okay, that's a great yeah. point, by the way, about the military, the perception of the military in that in those days. Like you said, it wasn't as glorified. So, motherfucker. But I mean, you look at shit like Boys in the Hood and shit, right? Shout out to the shout out to the yeah. plug on his shirt. Yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? yeah. Um, I appreciate you, bro. Um, but you look at like this era. This is this is a this is 80s. This is I think this is late 70s, 80s when Boys in the Hood came out, right? Or maybe close to 90s. Could be. It could be close yeah, to 90s. Yeah, 90s, right? So you get the perception, yeah. you get the perception, even in that movie, they talk about how, like, uh, at, oh boy, he actually ends up, uh, they got all the military shit and all that, right? And they address that. So that's a great point you yeah. brought up. But I got a, another question. So then you had the Black Panthers, you had Malcolm X, you had Martin Luther King. While every black person wasn't behind one of those organizations then, that was a positive one. That was one that was for the community. Why wasn't those people all behind that? What's the reason between why didn't if that's the case? If you had the you had the protectors of the neighborhood, you had the Black Panthers. Because listen, I remember the Black Panthers was around the same time that a lot of gangs started forming. A lot of gangs started street gangs started forming during that same time period that the Panthers was making they they ways around because they was even going and talking to the gangs, trying to get the gangs out of selling drugs. Trying to get the gangs out of let's look at Bumpy, even Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy Johnson hey, is it Bumpy Johnson, they, same era as Malcolm they, X. They weren't just talking talk, though, bro. Some of them cases, they was kicking them guys' ass, bro. Yeah. Because yeah. them dope boys that they have now, they was the Panthers that had the power back then. So they was like, bro, they weren't just going over like, hey, stop. They were like, bro, we don't take care of you, you if you don't stop. Yeah, right. So, so, so why did they continue to sell? That's my point. So Panthers is rolling around, at, so they are getting ways to get funded. They're getting, they're finding ways to do it without selling drugs, without destroying the community. They're even talking yep. to the people destroying the neighborhood and saying, "Hey, yep. stop that shit, cut it out." You had Bumpy Johnson. Yep. Bumpy Johnson was was big selling that shit in Harlem. 
right? But you had, at the same time, he is in the same exact era as fucking Malcolm X. Actually, they was homeboys. Malcolm X is telling this dude, yo, you need to think further than that. Think about your people. You got a daughter strung out. Woo, woo, woo. And he not listening to that shit. Why was he not listening to that? He didn't give a fuck. He didn't give a fuck about the community, bro. That's why I say they're the most detrimental to the fucking neighborhood. Because you got, there's no excuse for them. There's no history about this. There's no nothing. This is pure sheer greed. This is pure sheet. Fuck all that. He could have, Bumpy Johnson could have teamed up with Malcolm X. They could have teamed up and did some positive shit. It's great. Well, you got to remember, bro, our, our community has always been, uh, we always going to challenge everything, man. So, <laughs> uh, you know, nobody, nobody agrees with Dr. King about everything, bro. He's probably the most uh, uh, peaceful guy you can think of. He said he literally said, go get your ass beat and don't fight back. And people still... Found a way to make a problem with him. They had a problem with Malcolm Max. We can't defend yourself. Yeah. So they're going to always, it's always going to happen like that. But the thing is, um, going back to my earlier statement, mm-hmm. the community got separated, which is why those things had to happen, man. Because they couldn't, you can't rely on the community no more. But who separated? Who, able, like, who, who like, separated bro, the community? Listen to the stories of the, who se- to the stories of your greats, brother. But who, 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 separ- who separated the community? Who separated the community? Blacks. They separate their own fucking community. Come, you have Malcolm. You have Malcolm X. You have Malcolm X leading the charge. You had the Black Panthers leading the charge. Okay. Who went against them? Okay. Other blacks. Other black people challenged what was something positive for the neighborhood. Because why? Now you cutting into my money. When you tell him, when you waking up these people, when you waking up these young generation of kids, telling them, fuck that, you're, you're killing your community, come with us, that was detrimental to the drug dealer's agenda, because their agenda is to get paid. That's why when you had mentioned that shit yeah, about giving turkeys out Because shit. of the situation they was put in, though. What situation? It ain't like they just woke up, it was like, it ain't like they woke up all prosperous and like, man, I love this. Mansion that I'm living in. Let me go put some crack on these streets. Something that I don't need to do. Neither did no, Malcolm X like, and the Panthers. Malcolm X was like, bro, my family. I'm about to lose everything. I ain't even. I'm not even welcome in my house no more. I got to do something. No, nah, that's not why. I gotta disagree. That's not why. because they. These motherfuckers didn't turn to drugs because of that, bro. If that was the case, these motherfuckers would have joined the Nation of Islam because the Nation of Islam was giving jobs. They took the excuse away. That's what I'm talking about. That's why wouldn't you want to? You got to think about it, bro. Even to this day, the Islamic faith isn't the most popular in the U.S., bro. That day... The Muslims, it was mostly Christians. You're going to Christians and telling them to join the nation of Islam? Oh, but, but, was Christian but, back then, but you're talking about money. you saying that people will right. fight or flight. This is your words. Yes. When you're yes, at the peak, right. they will fight. Or, so you got a positive dude telling you, we'll give you a job. Stop looking for a job for the fucking white man. You can have your own damn job. Here's how you can do it. Come with us. And they say, nah, I ain't trying to do that. 
I'd rather get drugs and sell it to the community and make a quick fucking make quick bread there, and go no buy the newest the buy, buy the newest is, car, buy the newest fur fucking coat, buy the newest chain. Nah, bro, we cannot give them a pass, bro. We that's a slap yeah, in the face. I'm not the giving them a pass. You're giving them a pass. Giving them a pass. You're, you're I'm, giving, I'm a pass. not giving them a pass. I'm saying that I understand why they started doing what they were doing. How do you understand it, that? You make it seem like. You're making it seem like they just out of nowhere just started being like, man, I just want to do this. They did. It's way more complicated than that, bro. No, they it did. They saw another motherfucker sell drugs, and it's like a fucking plague. That's why the CIA bro, and the government bro, put it bro, in that neighborhood. At one point, during the early 20th century, we had doctors, bro. You don't think they could have pushed them medicines to the neighborhood to sell them drugs, bro? Like they could have been doing it well before the, the, the cocaine came into America, bro. We had doctors in communities that didn't need no help. Yeah. They didn't push that to the they didn't push that to the community because they didn't need no money. No, they they didn't need they didn't they didn't, they didn't push it to the community because motherfuckers don't want to take the time to become a doctor. Bro, you gotta take accountability. Motherfuckers don't wanna be a doctor. <laughs> motherfuckers wanna get quick money. They see you the video. What I'm saying is, they were already doctors in those communities. Who was? They were bankers, lawyers. Those guys, those guys that was doctors, doctors are always have medicine to get you high. Any time in history, doctors have always had drugs, bro. Any type of drug, any yeah. type of morphine-related drug, they have yeah. always had it. Yeah, they didn't push it to the communities because that because they didn't need to. The Panthers, they had the, the Panthers pushed those medical facilities. They even made medical facilities for black people to go to because when you was going to hospitals, they was letting you die in the motherfuckers because they didn't want to take they didn't want to help black people, so they was letting you die in the hospital. The Panthers had already did that. Step ahead of it, bro. No. Panthers no. had medical. I'm talking about doing the during the time when we had. Only because everybody like to refer back to Jim Crow when niggas were being hung and killed with no recourse. Right. When our communities had their own thing, their own driving, working money. That every the system worked within our communities. Then. Right. We had doctors, bro. Those yeah. doctors had drugs. Those yeah, drugs right. were never pushed to the neighborhood to get the neighborhoods and communities high because they didn't have to. Nobody thought back then, I need to do what I got to do because they already had a trade by the time they was 10 years old. So that's a community working is what I'm saying. When the community got torn down, because the men always looked to, to lead the community. When that stopped happening in our community, that's when everything changed. Like, you got to remember the government interfered in everything. Bro. We can't talk about anything black. Without talking about the history. Now, in terms of making it as an excuse for your whole life, I agree. Sooner or later, we got to wake up out of that matrix and be like, look, bro, like, it happened that I'm seeing examples of people succeeding. Wait, wait, every but, day. but we can't, we, wait, 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 wait. So you just told me that the people that was in the neighborhoods before they destroyed the neighborhoods were not selling drugs. They were the most successful, actually. And they were doctors, lawyers, etc. I'm not saying they wasn't selling drugs. What I'm saying was, because you had to sell your drugs to, to 
to people to your patient. No, I'm talking about crack. I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about crack. I ain't talking about fucking uh, medical what, shit. What they they were selling is, crack. What, what I'm saying is, at any time in history, where there's doctors, there's a there's the ability to get high. Is what oh, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Oh, you mean like so, the customer yeah. abusing it? But that's a different thing. That would that would just mean it's like it's like lean. I'm talking about the doctors that know that they can make some extra money because everybody want to get high. Yeah, but like you got to look at. Uh, oh, right, right, right. But they didn't choose that route. Is what you're saying? They, that's what I'm saying because they didn't have to. Why they didn't they, have to? They, they, there's always been drugs. There's always a way to get high. But I'm talking. But I'm talking about crack. I'm talking about cocaine. I'm not talking about getting high off of a, a, a prescription and abusing it. That's called abusing drugs. That's like a, a pharmaceutical drug that's pharmaceutical that you doubled up and turned into a drug. I'm talking about crack cocaine. Motherfuckers wasn't selling but, but that. It still can happen, though. It still can happen, though. But like, it did what you said with me. Because an addiction is still an addiction, bro. You got people that are addicted to painkillers. Yeah, so, that's by choice, though. That's by them. Nobody, a drug dealer didn't come to them and say, hey, look, I got something for you to try that you need to take that's going to get you feeling better. And then these motherfuckers get hooked on it. No, the doctor told them, take one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> take one at night. And they went home and took five of the motherfuckers and felt like they was floating on the sky. And now they hooked on some shit. I'm talking about you know specific what, drugs. And you want to know what didn't happen? What didn't happen? When the guy coming to the doctor and saying, hey, doc, I need more prescriptions, the doctor wasn't prescribing them extra medicine to get them high. Yeah. Because they, they cared about the community. Because they cared about their community. They cared about the people that was coming in here. That's what I'm saying. Black, black people can always control the narrative in, to a certain extent. Now, again, I'm not saying, and I want people to understand this, I'm not saying that the government did not play a role in supplying it. They were the plug, meaning they were the outlet for a motherfucker to keep coming back and getting the shit to go sell to the neighborhood. But if they had chose not to do that, like the predecessors, like the the gatekeepers, if they had did that, we would not be having this discussion about the neighborhoods because guess what? It would have been, look, nobody, everybody would have been on one accord. You're not selling that shit over here. We don't condone that in the neighborhood. The Panthers was doing that. The Panthers were saying, yeah. you will not do that. And guess what? Yeah. They were overthrown by thirsty, greedy, hungry motherfuckers who did not want to do the shit the right way. They didn't give a fuck about the neighborhood. They wanted the best fucking Beamer that came out. They wanted the best chain that came out. And then they give a fucking few turkeys out for Thanksgiving and feel like that clears the conscience of people. No, it does not. They were still destroying the neighborhood. The CIA and the government, they played a heavy instrumental thing in the fucking whole portion of it. They are hands yep. down the supplier. But guess what? Suppliers are no good if you ain't buying. That's like motherfucking Martin Luther King did with the best thing he could have ever did in the fucking movement of his, which was boycotting. That was boycotting the suppliers. The suppliers was the motherfuckers controlling the bus, controlling the restaurants, controlling this, controlling that. So you take the money away from that, boom. They have no way to infiltrate the neighborhood. It's always been us destroying us. They just help you destroy us. You know what I mean? Oh, what happened? Well, that's the plan to get it started. 
Yeah. You better show it when you gotta do that now. You gotta look at it, man. Like even to this day, and uh uh on the continent. Yeah. On the continent, they look at Western societies like the US, Canada, mm-hmm. they look at those places as like the God's gift to the world. Right. Then they get over to the US and all these country, uh, countries and be like, hey man, I got to pay what? What is a tax? Nigga, I got to pay, I just paid taxes on these potato chips. You saying I got to pay more taxes? Again. I, I got this house. Oh, I got to pay. Uh, uh, I got to pay into the escrow so I won't be getting like it's so much stuff that we have to do that they don't know, so they get bamboozled mm-hmm. when they get over here. And at the end of the day, you end up hearing them saying, Man, it's so much easier back home because yeah. at the end of the day, it's a mental thing, bro. It's even mental to think that we can't work together, yeah. Everything is mental. So, once you play it, once you play into someone's mind for so many for so long. It becomes normal. I ain't got to tell you. They don't have to tell Africans no more that it's a better life than with. They ain't got to tell them that no more. But then you get somebody like me that go and they be like, man, it's a gold mine over here. What are y'all doing? Yeah. Y'all leaving this? Yeah. And it's even like that. So, and, uh, and so, um, like after a while, man, it's like a well dog machine. Like, look at how we talk about, like, in the community, one of the phrases we hear is support black owned businesses. We shouldn't even have to say that. It shouldn't be a thought, afterthought. It shouldn't even, it shouldn't even be an afterthought. It should be just normal to just go and want to support a black business. Then you would get someone that'll have one problem with a, with a, with a customer service rep on a black business and say, that's why I don't support black business. Then they'll go to McDonald's and get their food spit in. Yeah. So it's a mental thing that we have that we have to overcome. They've done a really good job of doing it. That's why I, 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 when I see people like you, I got a cousin like Tim. Y'all remind me so much of each other, bro. It's crazy, bro. Hey, join, 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 join my live again, Zo. Uh, it went off while I was uh, on live. This is the part two on here. On the on the live, on the Instagram, if you get a chance. I'm on, I thought I was still alone. Hold up. Yeah, it, it canceled out. Let me go out. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. Uh, but like I said, bro, I, I still have to come back with the only way black people get infiltrated is when we go against each other. If we had the unity, yep. if we had the if we kept the the moral uh, compass. Um oh did you go on there? Let me see if you go on here. I'm about to come back. Oh, okay. I'm looking dead at your <laughs> I'm about to request to join. I bet. Let me see. Oh, I say joined already, so you back on. Um oh wait, right. no, no. Done. Okay, let me see. You okay. Boom. Um, yeah. Um, I feel like I hear what you're saying, and and I'm right on board with it. Minus, I still feel like everything and every time we've been infiltrated has been through us, and it's it's only happens like that because we continue to, you know, what I'm saying, try we we continue to not face the real monster in the room, and that's the man next to you, the sister next to you. Yeah. That's the monster. Yeah. The, the the biggest monster, we already know what everybody else feels about us. So like for me, I'm, I'm, I'm wired to already expect the worst from anybody else other than us. You know what I mean? But the dagger yeah. comes when it comes from us. So 
we're and that's why we're easily infiltrated. We're easily infiltrated because we don't think the man that how you think that these drug dealers were able to get successfully get everybody hooked on fucking drugs because we trust each other. Right. So your man's come up to you and say, yo, try this. Try that. Right. Try this. This going to make you feel good. What you thinking? You're not thinking he finna fuck your life up. <laughs> You're not thinking you're yeah. gonna take some shit that's gonna take you out this fucking world, either by overdosing or either by just becoming a, a you know just becoming on stuck on a habit that gets you habit formed where you'll never be the same again because we trust each other for the most part. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why for me it's more detrimental when I say what's the most harmful. It's us that's more harmful. Because if a white dude was to come up to me and offer me a drug, I am not taking that shit. Because I don't trust this motherfucker. But if you come up and say, but if you come up to me, huh? They sound their way to the hood. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Right. But if you come up, if you come up to me and say, yo, ghost, try this. This shit finna make you feel good. I'm gonna be like, yo, this my man's. I'm gonna try this shit. And then when I'm strung the fuck out, you're not even going to know what hit you because it was infiltrated yeah. by your own. So to me, that's more yeah. harmful. I, I expect the government to do what the government been doing. I expect the CIA to do what the CIA been doing. The fucking FBI was was made by the most racist motherfucker in the globe. Fucking uh, Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover. Hoover. He was, yeah. he was the most racist motherfucker that there was. His thing was to stop the next black messiah. That was his thing. He do not want black people getting on top. So we get it. That's that ain't no secret. But my brother should not be coming to me. And that's why the story of Cain and Abel is is so that's why I know the Bible was full of black people, because that is niggas. Cain and Abel is niggas. It was not another motherfucker that came from somewhere and sold that shit or got jealous of it. No, that jealousy shit is a black trait. That's what niggas do, bro. You get a better car than them. You want to know why America and Russia don't get along? Because Russia got jealous of all the other countries taking the the uh, taking uh, 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 different parts of Africa, and they felt like they wasn't getting the fair share. You see, genocide is just (laughs) genocide is just a black thing, bro. That's that's a human thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, yeah, but and, and, and and you're right. They, every they, every now listen. Every nationality, every other country does whatever they do. But remember, I don't give a fuck about nobody else. I care about I care about I care about my people. So I got you. When when I when I when I when I when I when I go out on a limb, I see when I see other countries getting fucked up or fucking each other up. Damn, that's fucked up. But when I see my people getting fucked up, it it hit different. Cause it's like yeah, it's a motherfucker right. that's a brother or sister of mine. Damn, that mother, God damn. You know what I'm saying? But if I see somebody else get fucked up, damn, that's that's so sorry it happened to you. But I feel it when it happens to my own. You know, so yeah. I, I, I I feel like that time frame we and I see it today. Like I said, I was a victim of it. I glorified gangster shit. I've glorified drugs. I glorified all that shit, bro. But I, even I had a limit. You ask anybody that know me. You know what I'm saying? I, I was all about selling weed, man. You know what I mean? I, I, I wasn't about selling crack. I, I seen what it did to the neighborhoods, bro. So I never got it. That stopped me from getting into the game. My passion for, okay, if I get you strung out on some weed, I didn't see people ODing on weed. 
I didn't see people half-assed out on weed. And see, remember, I'm an 80s baby. So this is before niggas was lacing the shit with embalming fluid and all that dumb shit. This was straight green. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers was straight weed. You know what I mean? So when I was selling that shit, it was, it was, it wasn't, it was actually to make you feel good. So I, I did not, I did not, I did not see that as a crime. Whereas with the cocaine, with the crack, with all that shit, that was, that was fucking people up. So me, I made the decision. Yeah, I can make more money selling crack. I can make more money getting into the cocaine, but why would I want to get into that and destroy the people that I'm at? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to go do it to somebody else's shit. You know what I mean? And they had limits for that. I'm telling you, the game, the other nationalities in that time frame, way before now. Now it's different. You know, we in the 2000s. Shit, you can sell to the Chinese motherfucker. You can sell to anybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm sure other neighborhoods has been infiltrated with drugs. But in that time, in the beginning, in the 70s and shit like that, Nah, bro. Motherfuckers had they line up like, look, mm-mm. sell that shit over in your neighborhood. And if I catch you over here, it's going to be war. That's how it was. That's how it was. Yeah. So they, they, everybody formed in off the greed of the black man's back. Black motherfuckers was greedy. They want to get that money. They want to get it quick. They wanted the next whip. They want the next chains. And remember, 70s, we talking hip hop. We talking about. That's when Rock Kim and them was coming on with the big dookie chains. You know what I mean? That's when niggas was on TV talking about paid in full. You know what I mean? So niggas was looking at that, like what you were saying about how did this come out the blue? It came out the blue from niggas looking up, seeing another nigga make it. And they like, wait a minute. How did he make it that fast? This nigga was just in the projects. How the hell did he make it? Oh, this nigga was selling drugs, got studio time. Now he rapping. That's how that shit started spiraling. Again, it's a gateway to get into the money quick. But had they said, this shit going to destroy the community, let me go another route. Even if I got to sell drugs, let me go selling the weed and shit. You know what I'm saying? Something more lighter. It would have been different. But everybody know the real money was in the cocaine. The real money was in the in the crap. That was the quick money. So that's why I feel like the motherfuckers are the most harmful. And listen, I looked up to these motherfuckers. I looked up to drug dealers. I looked up to all that shit. And like I said, I can't sit here and say that I wasn't a drug dealer, but I didn't I didn't sell uh cocaine or crack or nothing like that that would kill a community. I stayed with some shit that was that was gonna keep you, you know what I'm saying, that I didn't see anybody dying off of. And I feel like they could have made the same decision, but niggas wanna get paid, bro. Just like now. Yeah, niggas wanna get paid. Niggas wanna get paid. You know what, man? I think God. I thank God, man, anytime I had even a thought, it was like right on target, right on time, something happened to somebody, bro. Somebody go to jail. Mm-hmm. Somebody might get shot. Mm-hmm. Got out. Uh, relative might have an encounter with the police. Mm. Man, like somebody might even, bro, it was like, it was on point death. A death might happen or something, bro. Like mm-hmm. every time I even thought like, man, I need to make some more money. Yeah. Some shit always happened, bro. Like I don't know if it was like a divine intervention, Hell yeah. but it was always the perfect timing for me to just be like, nah. It sounded like Mike Elk, man. He was like, I'm trying to be a gangster, but you really got to do that shit. <laughs> nah, I ain't trying to do that. So I was able to learn the other way. When I seen all this shit happening, man, mm-hmm. I was smart enough to know I didn't want that. Yeah. So I just stayed to the ground, man. Yeah. And they had a choice, man. They had a choice. Like I said, 70s, bro, shit. And, and, and you know, like I said, um, when you say the welfare shit, that 
that was the opening for the government to be able to come in and kick out the the male um role model portion because and but again it was infiltrated through black men going to jail for doing some type of crime they did and when i say crime not all we know there were some bogus you know there are always some bogus charges and shit but i'm talking yeah. about the majority of the arrest was a motherfucker get caught selling maybe a little bit not even a big distributor but he get 30 years for selling whatever he was selling two rocks this nigga sell two crack rocks and they sent his ass to jail for 30 years, right? So now the yeah. house is broken up and now they can infiltrate the house with, hey, we got welfare now for you. But we got to remember, again, it, we still can't remember. Like you say history, I'm big on black history. I'm big on that. You had the Black Panthers at that time that had Wick. There, You know who started Wick? That was Black Panthers started that shit. Yeah, Black They started that shit. They had medical facilities. They had food. They had tr- food where they was giving out. That's who the, the drug dealers copied these niggas with this giving out turkeys and shit. They copied that shit from looking at what the Panthers was doing. But instead, the Panthers was doing that shit off some real, real positive shit off some real care for the community type shit. These dudes were not. These dudes want to get the next Nikes that came out. They want to get the next shoes and shit. You know what I'm saying? The hottest shoes. Go stand on the corner and go hit the club and be the freshest nigga in the club type shit. That's what they was on. They ain't give a fuck about no community. And niggas get their money. Now, they they give a fuck about who they put on. Like, look at Lucas put his whole family on, right? But is he really looking yeah. out for his family? Them niggas is coming from fucking way out in the sticks. They don't know shit about how the streets work. And you employ them in the most dangerous field and occupation that you could fucking possibly have. Come on. Nah, he was supposed to get that money and get legit jobs for them to have if he was looking out. But he just needed somebody he could trust more to help him do the dirt. That's what it came out to be. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't, it ain't hard to convince somebody to make more of what they to, to it ain't facts. hard to convince somebody mm-hmm. to uh uh that wants to get more mm-hmm. and you can you can Supply them with what they want more. It's not going to be hard to convince them not to do something. And that's in any field, any anything. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the guy put his family on. I'm pretty sure they need more money, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm, but I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying they wanted, they needed more money, which is a vulnerability, right? So he did what the yeah. CIA did to black motherfuckers. He infiltrated his own family through a vulnerability. The CIA knew that motherfuckers wanted money. They knew motherfuckers was hurting for money. They knew niggas needed money in the hood. So they dropped that drug shit there knowing that motherfuckers were going to pick it up and sell it to make money. In return, destroy the community. Whereas he did the same with the family. If he saw the vulnerability in his brothers, they're not making no money. They broke. They, they, You know what I'm saying? They're naive. They don't even know what the fuck really going on. So he used that to employ them into a fucking business that eventually took them all out, took everybody out except him. He got it. He snitched yeah. on all the dirty cops and live in some fucking where chilling. But his family members is yeah. locked the fuck away, destroyed from their house, yeah. took from their household, took from their family. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is what I'm saying about yeah. niggas can be your worst enemy. Your own people could be your own, your worst enemy because you never see it coming. His brothers never saw that shit coming. (laughs) 
Them niggas is sitting up in jail saying right now, this motherfucker's out chilling. <laughs> I'm out here doing football numbers. This nigga out here chilling because he done ratted on the, the dirty cops and shit and whoever else he ratted on. Yeah, you know I mean, well, see, his brother should have ratted on the dirty cops. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think one of them ratted on him. I think the cousin. I think the cousin ratted on him. You don't find it interesting that after the civil rights bill was passed, that African Americans or Black Americans, whatever anybody want to be called, mm-hmm. uh, were has been in survival mode. You don't think that a majority since, since the Civil Rights Act. Yeah, a majority of us has been in survival mode. It ain't like after the civil rights act. Yeah, we ended up uh, in a better position. They just started inviting everybody else that wasn't black to the country. Now they passed just bringing the Europeans over. Now they bringing the Arabs over. Yeah, one of my buddies from here uh, was talking about how he was kicking with his uncle in California, looking at Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? We, we, I'm, I'm saying that Atlanta ain't even been outside Fulton County. <laughs> and it's been, you know what I'm saying? So they, they brought the Asians over. I was talking to this guy from Vietnam, talking about how his family came over. Of course, they was well to do because they don't just let anybody over here. Mm-hmm. They, they was well to do it. He was talking about how successful they were. I'm like, because this civil rights act was passed and they needed to make sure that they gave everybody an opportunity, bro. They yeah. even gave the uh uh the, the uh indigenous Americans they get reparations, bro. Yeah, I know. They're the people we call Indians. Yeah, they get reparations. The Jews got reparations. Everybody's getting the. Uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, because there was an issue with uh with uh I forgot what Asian country, but there was a type of reparation that even went to the Chinamen. And their yeah. Asian uh, counterparts. Well, that was, there has been so much given to people to say, hey, we're going to help repair your community, but ours. We yeah. haven't gotten that. So we, since we're in survival mode and, having, and all of our promised wealth has gone to every community, yeah, it's not going to be hard to convince these guys, hey, you can't get a job. Yeah. How about we? I'm gonna show you how to make a little extra money. And it's jacked up, bro. I, I hate it because I have yeah. an auntie that died, uh, and she she was the coolest auntie ever, man. Yeah. And I still think about it to this day. And and I don't, and I don't think that a lot of them thought about that until it was too late. Because like now the mindset is we gotta hustle no matter what. Yeah. It's crazy. Like once you do a number on a person's mind, you ain't gotta do nothing now. It, it works. It's like the nigga who. Was a slave, uh, the, the slave masters, uh, like, just like the guy that used to be a slave, workers went to the master's house and now he owns slaves. The yeah. bad guy's a slave. It's yeah. a mentality, bro. And, and, um, man, the black guy was a slave on the slave, but he's so crazy, bro. You can do some damage to a person's mind, like, and I, you know, I love going back to the continent of Africa. Like, how, why is African countries reaching out for, for aid? Like, Russia literally told them we would give you grain. Nigga, Africa don't need no fucking grain. They grow their own shit. No African country below the Sahara need no grain. Yeah. And then I had a guy that tell me that there's not enough. That's the mentality they make them have. We can grow our own stuff, but we reaching out to y'all to help us. But you know know one other thing, though, bro? This is what always Mm -hmm. this is what always gets me back to Again, one of the major issues 
is and that that's the main issue. Listen, I'm with you 100 percent on that. They have fuckers yeah. with with giving back the bread. Um, they get a bread to empower everybody else, and everybody has taken that money then to 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 make generational wealth because. We gotta we gotta realize that plantations and shit is still making money, you know, because those was oh, passed down. That's not the joke. It's these companies that are wealthy, yeah, because of the past, like the Wells Fargo, exactly. You because, because of that, but but, but yeah, going like these folks. But here's my thing: they not gonna come back up. But they don't know, my last name is Shropshire. There's a whole country named after me, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're not getting no, no, we're not getting that money. We're not getting no, no help. Yeah. With that. But to but to close this out but bad. but to close out the drug thing that has nothing to do with none of that. The drug shit is a choice, in my opinion. The drug shit is a choice. They had two different movements going on in the seventies. They had the empowerment of black people, and then they had to get the mm. drugs and get money quick. You either chose one mm-hmm. or two routes. You chose to join the street shit, fuck with the gangs, fuck with the drugs, get money fast, elevate that way, or fight for your shit and get it where it would have been generational. That's what them leaders was trying to get shit set for for generational methods. Whereas they were destroyed by two people. See, people don't talk about this. The Panthers was getting kicked out of neighborhoods by street gangs. In Chicago, they was beefing with a bunch of street gangs who kicked them out. They weren't successful with, you know, they showed it on a movie where they talked to some gangs and they was going with it. But majority of the gangs weren't going with that shit. They was like, fuck that. We run this block. Government is giving us aid. Because remember, governments funded gang organizations too. A lot of gang Mm. organizations received money from the government. And they were, but they knew who they was giving that money to. They didn't fund the Panthers. They funded these guys who they knew was going to take that money, build it, go re-up on drugs, (laughs) and go destroy their neighborhoods. Because if you think about it, if they would have funded the Panthers, then a lot of things, the Panthers would have been able to get a lot of things done. When they got positive. I do think think that it all ties together, man. I I just, my biggest thing with us now is uh, everything is just so out of control now, man. Yeah, because cause we, cause we, cause, cause we won't take the accountability. Look at this. You got all these fucking millionaires, bro. Billionaires, bro. How come I'm not seeing neighborhoods have... The problem with kids that's in the streets right now is that they don't have a job. Now we in the same issue, right? We in the same predicament that was back in the 70s when crack and shit was dropped in these neighborhoods for a way out. A quick way out, Right? We've got the same fucking problems going on. But the difference is now you got niggas with money. You got dudes with legit money. You got Rick Ross that invested in all these motherfucking uh, different businesses and shit. (laughs) This nigga got 20 businesses and he hosting a fucking pool party. Bruh, you should be hosting a job seminar, giving these kids jobs. Go back to the neighborhood, talk to these young cats, but employ them. That's the problem, man. They, now you got your rappers that have taken over the drug because there ain't no, let's be honest, there ain't no big drug dealer niggas walking around the, the neighborhoods no more. Like back in the day, 70s and all that, you had big boys before they was locked up and shit, they was in yeah. the streets, right? They yeah. were accessible. Yeah. Like now, yeah. there ain't no big, there ain't no BMFs walking around. There ain't no, you know what I'm saying? There's no big drug lords, kingpins that's accessible. 
Now it's the rappers. The rappers are the are the new wave of the drug dealers. They have became the drug dealers. As far as they rapping about the shit in the music, they trying to show that this is what you need to do to get this money. So kids is looking at that and now they chasing that dream. Now they chasing the dream of, oh, you got to be really street. If you saying you a street nigga, you can't be rapping about it and you ain't slid on nobody. Right. So now the culture is you got to go actually slide on a nigga before you actually can get the credit of being a rapper. You know what I'm saying? A gangster rapper. So now you can't pull the NWA shit where they was talking all that violent shit and them niggas wasn't shooting nobody. Right. Them niggas was rapping about a lot of this shit that they weren't doing. But it was OK because niggas wasn't trying to fact check that it was music. Now you got to actually be doing this shit because some nerd is on a computer fact checking your ass. Wait a minute. He said mm-hmm. he, he did this or that. And guess who the nerd is? Some young white boy that's fucking in high school somewhere. He doing the research, finding out your ass ain't slid on nobody. <laughs> but yeah. he getting followed by a thousand YouTube viewers. So now your, your fucking reputation is on the line. Again, we're being infiltrated through our own. Whereas why is Rick Ross? Why is P. Diddy? Why is P. Diddy gifting another rich motherfucker a go-kart and mansions and shit? Why are you not gifting some of these young niggas on a block a job, man? Why are you not gifting them a scholarship to go to school? You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying about, yeah, we know the government's plan. I don't know why people always even think that they going to do anything different than what they have been doing for years. You know what I'm saying? These niggas ain't did nothing for years. It's obvious. So now you got, now the new game is get money. Where's the Kanye's? Why Kanye ain't back in Chicago going to O-Block and putting up a fucking restaurant somewhere or putting up some sports center over there somewhere where these kids can be working there as a motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? Because kids don't, when you show up to people that's in poverty, they don't want to hear no, hey, do the right thing. They want to hear how to get this money. So that's why they infiltrated by these these all of the criminal shit because that's the only people talking to them and giving them a job. The, the rest of the motherfuckers ain't nobody giving them a job. Rest of the motherfuckers get rich and they sitting on it. Look at DJ Khaled. How many Hispanic neighborhoods you think Khaled and went over there? He out golfing and shit. How many neighborhoods have he went to and made a golf course out in that motherfucker and created jobs? When you open these businesses, you create jobs. You know what I'm saying? I thought DJ Khaled was like Arab or something like that. That nigga Latino. I think he either Latino Man, or Caribbean. With a name like Khaled, that's Arab, man. I think, I, nah, but I, I seen him go overseas, but I'm pretty sure he's Latino, bro. He was over there with Fat uh, Joe and him and shit. He was with Terror Squad at yeah. one point. I think he's Latino, but I do see him doing a lot of Caribbean music and shit. So he could have some background yeah. of Caribbean too. But my thing is, you're golfing. Let's go golfing. Let's go golfing. Nigga, niggas ain't golfing. <laughs> niggas mm-hmm. dying out here. Niggas is dying in the street. Take your ass to a neighborhood employ these kids get them off the street with a real job get them off the street and get them into doing and employ them you can't go to the street and talk to them because they're not gonna want to hear that shit go to the streets and get these kids and save them what you waiting on the government to save them we already know the mother government ain't gonna save them so that's my issue is like we got to start taking accountability like the panthers did the panthers took accountability they didn't wait for the government they knew they weren't getting shit from the government so they took initiative to start putting the little money they could get. Them niggas had jobs. A lot of them niggas had jobs. You know what I'm saying? They put their money together and start building shit. Started creating shit. If they could do it back in the 70s and shit, bro, 
Come on, dog. Ain't no excuse for these niggas now. These niggas got money now. Easy money. Yeah. It ain't even no record label. Look at Suge. Look what Suge did with Death Row. He created money for these people. You know what I'm saying? He created jobs. They start taking gang members and shit and had them just in a studio. Do this, do that. Just the issue, the issue is you can't serve two masters. You can't be still gangbanging and call yourself elevating. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you can't do yeah. two masters. If you're going to elevate, that would be my thing. Okay, I'm going to take you out of this lifestyle, but you got to drop all that. You know what I mean? And I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, you can't get out of gangs no more. Gangs ain't like how they was back in the day where you had, where it was blood in, blood out. That shit over with. Niggas claiming shit yeah. and dropping shit the next day. <laughs> Niggas claiming one thing and flipping to the next thing, something way over on the other. There's no code. There's no more violations. There's no. Now, maybe deep, deep, deep in the neighborhoods where niggas ain't left that neighborhood, those street gangs, they still abiding by those rules. But the mass majority, if you walk up on a block, you ain't seeing no real, real gang members. Those are just niggas just saying that, but they really out there just trying to get money. You know what I mean? So they would be more than willing to be able to drop it and it wouldn't be no backlash. But they're not trying to elevate the youth, bro. They just bragging about Wingstop and how many car washes and shit they didn't owned and all that. That's the problem, bro. That's the issue. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah. num- the number one issue, yes, is the government not giving back to people. But what you think these motherfuckers would do if the government gave them money right now? Motherfuckers wouldn't go build no yeah. shit. Motherfuckers go re- they motherfuckers go re-up. <laughs> Then they gonna go real. <laughs> they ain't gonna be no reason for those. They can do some other stuff with that money, man. They, ain't they, could. they could. You know what? They gonna re up and take everybody else's money. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna be the dumbest thing ever, man. But I can see that scenario happen, man. Yeah. But um, shit, that probably should be a topic for for. Yeah, that's gonna like, be another one. Kind of reparations, man, because I know that's a big topic, man. My cousin talked about that a while, man. When they. You know, whether you give people money or it was a whole thing, man. But I think that'll be a good topic, bro. It's going to be a great topic, bro. And to close this out, because we're going in a little over an hour, which was great. We we got down to some real details. I know you didn't finish watching Snowfall yet, right? But I'm good on it. Yeah, get on that, bro. For the viewers out there that have saw Snowfall, um, that was the same predicament. Um, you had Franklin who grew up in a neighborhood that was a poor neighborhood, um, but they were living. Again, you got to understand that there's a difference between comfortability and there's a difference between, um, you know, living and a a hardship living and comfortability, right? Or dire's need. Dire's need, you homeless, you out on the street, you got no job, you living in the fucking ground, you sleeping on the fucking ground, yeah, you just fight or flight. You got to fucking try to find any way to get some money. But then there's comfortability. Niggas just want to live in a mansion. So the way to get to that mansion quicker is to sell drugs. And that's what in that scenario, in that series, you saw that. They even touch on the basis of that while they're there, there are, while, while Franklin was on his upcoming to try to get more money and yada, 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 you know what I'm saying? Enough was never enough for this dude. Every time he got some money, guess what? He wanted to go get more money. You know what I mean? Every time he got a business, he didn't get a business to put people in a position to have legal money. He was trapping all these motherfuckers into illegal money. The only dude that was trying to do something was the guy, uh, his uncle, Jerome, who ended up getting a, a, um, a sound system store, investing into his own sound shop. 
But the issue with that was he was still fucking with Franklin. He was still selling drugs. So how the fuck are you going to run mm. a legit business if you're still fucking with the drugs? Now they can get you for that. So the government CIA was involved and they were they were flooding Franklin with all the drugs he wanted. Every time he wanted drugs to flood his community, they had that shit on site for him. Easy peasy. OK, but mm. they also show that he could not take that shit over in the Mexican neighborhood. Mexicans would not allow it when he tried to sell anything over there. It was a no fly zone. You not selling that shit in our community. Okay, there is no scene in the Mexican neighborhood where the people are strung out like how they were over there in in uh, in the black community. Not saying that there weren't people who use drugs in these other neighborhoods, which, of course, they have. But again, that's self uh, that's self um, uh, destruction. They would get a drug and go to another neighborhood and go buy the drug and go home and smoke it and, you know. In their in their neighborhood and fuck around an OD or fuck around and get strung out, but nobody was selling that shit to they people in their neighborhood, minus the black people. At least that's what was depicted, and they're getting facts yeah. from back then. So this shit was based off of what the facts that they got, and you don't see no other community selling that shit within the community. They were pushing it to the blacks to do. Now Mexicans came second. And and I'm not Mexican, so I really don't know they they fight or flight. But I do know that just like what you were saying, at a certain point, you got some hungry, ruthless motherfuckers from their era that started doing the same shit. That's why they call them our cousins, because them motherfuckers they can get ruthless, <laughs> they get just as ruthless as we do. They start selling to their people, and that's when the demise of their shit started happening. But for us. Um, that was the thing. And then there was a cop that noticed Franklin was selling drugs in the neighborhood, right? He lived next door to Franklin. He saw the shit happening. The neighborhood only was selling weed at one point. And that's when it was calm. People weren't strung out. People was just smoking weed, right? He saw Franklin getting cocaine or getting crack and starting to sell that shit in the neighborhood. And he started trying to do something about it. He started trying to stop Franklin from selling the shit. When Franklin wasn't trying to hear what he was saying, he was like, fuck that. I'm still selling this shit. He went to the police department because he was a cop and he told them, hey, look, there's a new drug that's in our neighborhood that's killing our neighborhood. The cops there were mostly white, of course, and they thought the drugs was in another neighborhood. So what they did was since they saw it was not in that neighborhood, when they saw it wasn't in the white neighborhood, they didn't give a fuck. They did one raid and that was it. But they, it wasn't a priority. It wasn't in a neighborhood. So it just goes to show that how we kind of a lot of times and that's going to be another topic we're going to touch on too. how we glorify the toxic uh, people in our in our community. And we don't glorify the people that are actually really caring about the the neighborhood, people that really want to try to make a difference. We criticize them, ostracize them, talk shit about them. But then the motherfucker who going to get your cousin or get your sister or get your mom or, you know, get your father strung out on some drugs. You know what I'm saying? That's the person we glorify. You know what I mean? And it, it's it's sad to see, man. But, um, hey, bro, this was a hell of a, a conversation, man. Love to have you on the show, bro. We definitely got some more topics to touch on. Um, the viewers out there, appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Um and we going to get this thing going again, man. I'm going to release the next topic, and we going to get on that next. It's good to have you on here, brother. Yeah, man. We're going to do it again.
Let's Keep the momentum it. going, bro. Let's do it, brother. Let's do Let's, it. Let's stop your head. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, brother, man, but we'll get at it on the next one, brother. Yep. Yes, sir. All right, bro. All right, brother. Yeah. One. Powered by Riverside FM.